episode 189 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV series, anime, comic book, audio drama, all sorts of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we discuss it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined, as always, by my co-captain, Kyle Springer. Good morning. I was just mentioning it was snowing here. I'm kind of excited about it, especially with the uh, Martin Luther King Day day oh, off yeah. of work tomorrow. I just get to relax and enjoy it. So It is snow day. Snow is great well, to enjoy <laughs> when you don't have anywhere to go. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, I have all the food that I need. I don't need to go or do anything. Uh, and yeah, it, it, on one hand, it stinks that I won't get a snow day tomorrow, but I still get the day off for a holiday. So uh -huh. <laughs> it's still nice regardless. How are you this weekend, though? I've been good. We were supposed to have snow yesterday. And when I woke up, there was like an inch over stuff, like enough that it looked like, oh, I could very easily like get out. Like it'd take like 10 yeah. minutes, clean off my car, drive around and it would be fine. But I'd already set my head into, no, you're going to be stuck inside all day. Just plan a bunch of cleaning activities. So I just did that. I, I overhauled my craft closet. It's entirely Ooh. organized now. It's never Ooh, been look that. You. Look at you go. Man, I know where stuff. all of my stickers are. Every stamp, <laughs> every decorative hole punch. That's awesome. Uh, okay. Real quick business before we get on with the show. Have you seen the finale of Yellow Jackets yet? I watched is it, it on now? Last night. It is on. Okay. I knew it was, I didn't know if it was going to be on the app until like when it would air on well, Showtime on TV. So I thought it wouldn't be Hulu. on until this evening. Oh, I, I okay. Have the, the Hulu, uh, the, like, you pay, pay extra and yeah, get all the that extra Showtime channel. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so it, it's 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 on that. So I would assume if it's on that, that yeah, it would be on the show, Showtime app. Um, okay, wow, I yeah. know there was already an option to me. I watched it. It did not disappoint. So oh, good. that's I'm good to excited. hear. I'm excited. Okay, yep. Ex that's we're going to talk about that say. later. Yeah. Yes, that's all I will say on that. It was good. But what are we here to talk about this week, Melissa? We are talking about Jane Campion's 2021 film, The Power of the Dog, which I pitched to you last week. I was like, new year, new genre. Let's go into a genre we've never really tackled on the review show. Uh, and that was Western. And I threw this in among very traditional Westerns, like a Tombstone and Trucret. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I thought that's what this movie was. It's definitely Western in setting. And in some like visual aesthetics of it, but no, I'd I'd classify this as a thriller. <laughs> this Ooh, is totally I, this is a narratively not at all what I was classify. expecting. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't classify this as a thriller at all. Uh, oh. Most of the movie was not thrilling. <laughs> um, I wouldn't call it but, well, not a thriller, but like. You spent most of the movie, most of the second half of the movie being very tense, like something bad is going to happen. Yeah, there is there is a a, a tense like something bad is going to 
happen. But yeah, I I would say what well, I I don't want to say what I would classify this as because I think that ah. spoils it kind of. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, you you the the film starts and it's kind of one thing and it's slow and it's just trodden along and yeah by the like second half of the film there is that tension that like you think something bad is gonna happen but you don't realize what has happened until like the very end of the the film so i will say that i spent most of this film being bored just like really i i I don't like this yeah like this (gasps) was really really boring and then you figure out what happens and it's kind of a bait and switch. And and like once once I figured it out, I was just like, oh, I like this. This is kind of cool. <laughs> like this was interesting. OK, I, I huh, imp- imp- impressive. <laughs> like I, I, it I is impressive. Like yeah. Another reason yeah. why I pitched you this movie is that you had brought this news blurb onto the captain's log a couple months ago saying this movie had been shown at some film festival and received a four minute standing ovation. And you're like, can you imagine a movie like have you ever done clapping at the end of the movie for four minutes? And I'm like, I don't think I, I- have. Like, I've, I've, I've seen people clap at the end of movies. I've been yes. to like award shows slash ceremony things where you someone gets a standing ovation mm. right but for four four whole minutes holy moly and so yeah i was kind of curious about this one of just like why did that like why did this one get a four minute standing ovation and um, like we didn't have details about it we imagine that being shown at a film festival maybe they're clapping not just for Benedict Cumberbatch in theory, but Benedict Cumberbatch live there in person, standing up and waving yeah, at you. Maybe, yeah, maybe. But now we know uh, why they were clapping and stuff, and why this is such a good movie. Mm. Um, and yeah, still don't know if it really deserved a four-minute one, in my opinion. But I don't know. It was still really good, though. Maybe I, it I was did a chain. Walking away. Maybe it was a chain. Like, like Benedict Cumberbatch stands up and you clap for him. And then Cody Smith McPhee stands up and you clap and you clap for Kirsten Dunst and you clap for Jesse Clements to go through the whole cast. Yeah. Who knows? Leads up to four minutes. (laughs) But yeah, no, I I walked away from this being very surprised. uh, And and yeah, just just like, wow, not what I was expecting at at all. Uh, So good. stuff. Yeah, it's. Not what I expected, and not what I expected from beginning to end. I I was surprised that you found this movie boring at parts. Like it's certainly slow, and and most of it sparse. <laughs> yeah, there's there were a lot of parts at the beginning that had a level of absurdity to them, where I was like, "Is this a comedy?" <laughs> I laughed a lot during the first half of the movie. I don't know if I was supposed to, but I did. Uh, yeah, like that's a. That's the thing. It just it the beginning of the especially the first half feels like a very, very different movie. Yeah. It feels like it's maybe going to be one thing and then no, it changes mm. to something else. And then it's like, is this is this supposed to be a romance? Is this supposed to be is is Benedict Cumberbatch supposed to learn how to be not an asshole by the end of yeah. this film? Like, like for most of the first half, I was just confused on 
what this film was trying to do or trying to be or where it was going. And then, like we've mentioned now, the second half does start to have this tension. There's there's something Mm. happening and it's like, I know something is happening, but I don't know what is happening. What is happening? And I'm just sitting there like, I, I, I need to figure this out because I'm I'm so confused from the first half that I feel like I maybe missed something, but I know I didn't like I just I, I don't know. It, yeah. So but it 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 was pretty much like the I think the movie is like two hours and seven minutes. I think it was like an hour and 55 minutes in where I was like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> And, and 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 like Im- immediately when they they said what happened, I, 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 I was like, yes, and like it just it all clicked, and it was just like, I get it. Like that was, I, like I'm I'm still partly upset. Like I I know I'm describing all of this in like really uh-huh. vague terms. Like, I'm, I'm still partly upset that it took me that long to figure out what was happening. Yeah. But I'm impressed that they were able to do it so subtly that mm. I didn't pick up on it. So, bravo, but God, I wish I knew what was happening sooner. So. Mm-hmm. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stuff, this movie is about. Let's give you a plot synopsis. Uh, it's set in Montana in the 1920s, and we have hey, these I've two brothers. Yeah, you, you <laughs> just came back from visiting your parents in Wyoming. Are yeah. these landforms that you recognize? I mean, kind of. I, I think they shot most of this in New Zealand. Um, so that's what the director's from. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not exactly, but it is that same type of stuff, right? The mountains are ginormous. Uh, there's, especially in like late summer, things are just dry and dead and like, they've all just been scorched by the heat. But, but if you can get there like early summer, like late spring, early summer, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It was another reason why I did pitch this movie is that I knew it was very pretty. And I'm like, when we're, mm-hmm. when we're snowed into our, our houses at this time of year, let's go on a little movie vacation. Let's see some yeah. sights. See another yeah, part indeed. of the country, of the world. So this movie is about two brothers who run a ranch. One of them is, uh, he's been to college. He, he, he's smartly dressed. He, he's a, more of a people person. And the other one, uh, wears his chaps and spurs literally everywhere, never takes them off, never takes a bath, is a real jerk to everybody. And they are riding through a town and they stop at an inn uh, run by this, this uh, widowed woman and her, her teenage son. Uh, and the jerk brother is making fun of them, like just berating the both of them. And the, the nice brother goes in to apologize and ends up starting a relationship with the single mom and then marries her. And he goes to the jerk brother like they're like they're coming to live with us like here in our ranch manor. <laughs> like you better get used to it. Yeah. And the movie is about the this mother 
and this teenage son who is away at like a, a boarding school for part of the movie. And then he comes you know, to stay here for the summer. It's just about the two of them dealing with this angry cowboy teasing them and intimidating them. Uh, and it's about the, the fear that they live under. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an interesting movie for sure. I definitely recommend it. Like I said, I was kind of bored through most of it because I didn't know what it was trying to do or be. Uh, but I think it is worth sticking out and and pushing through it because I yeah, I walked away being like, I really liked this. This was cool. Um, so stick it out. It's worth it. I promise. It's a good one. Nice. It's a good one indeed. Uh, it is interesting seeing Benedict Cumberbatch play a cowboy. That's that's <laughs> a we weird one for me. Like I, <laughs> I mean, he's uh, he's doing his American accent, right? He has he has all of that. It's just it's like I I don't picture him in that role. It is a weird thing. <laughs> Unexpected. He's uh, he's an actor I enjoy and I, I admire that he's always sure, trying yeah. different things. You know, he's, yeah. he, truly, we've never seen him be a cowboy before. Only it's, like a, a sorcerer and a detective and a Grinch once. It's not a bad performance at no. all. It's, it's a great performance. Um, yeah, I, I, I just it was not a role I expected to see him in. But here he is doing mm -hmm. his thing. Yeah, yeah. Strong performances across the board. He was the only actor who I knew was in this. Uh, I was delighted to see Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, you know, I haven't mm -hmm. seen her on screen in a long time. I'm sure she's been doing things. Eyes haven't come across them. Uh, and I think she's married to Jesse Plemons in real life. I watched oh. an Architectural Digest like tour of her home and she kept mentioning him. So I think that's her husband. <laughs> And, and here's Jesse's room over here. It's like, oh, uh, wave t to the camera, Jesse. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, cool. Good stuff. Well, let's take a quick break for housekeeping. Uh, and then after that, we can dive into spoilers and stuff like that mm. and start talking about the film more in depth. So we will be right back. We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots, and we'd love it if you would check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash The Whatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash The Whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to thewhatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. 
A big shout out to our Patreon supporters, especially those at the $5 tier. Uh, we love you a lot. Thank you. Thank you to Sam, who Thanks, has been Sam. supporting us for so long. We appreciate it. It means a lot. Cool things that we've been up to here at the Whatnots uh, this weekend. Just yesterday, we recorded our first normal uh, crossplay <laughs> episode. That was a lot of fun. We got to have uh, a guest on the show. We invited Calvin Demas uh, on where us. We got to talk about uh, E3. We got to talk about some Halo uh, stuff, stuff like that. It was a lot of fun. Go check that out if you're a video game fan. Uh, we also, on the captain's log, started to uh, plan out some of the things that we are going to be mm -hmm. doing for fun on that show. Uh, not that we don't have fun the rest of the time, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we have a lot of fun, this, I promise. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be planned fun, not spontaneous yes. fun. We need the yes. structure. We need to know what episodes to look forward to. Indeed. So down the road, get excited because we're going to do some astronaut food taste testing. Yes. We're going to do another fantasy raft on uh, the best TV show opening credits of all time. Stuff like that. Uh, of course, we'll still have our usual uh, our trivia night and all sorts of stuff. Uh, there's going to be lots of fun things on the captain's log this year. I'm excited. And then last but not least, I already mentioned Yellow Jackets at the start of the show. The finale is out the day that we are recording this for season one. Uh, and Melissa, you and I are planning to record a season one spoiler cast for mm. that show. So I am excited to dive into that, especially since we are both big fans of Lost. Yes, <laughs> that's why we're watching it in the first place. Basically, we love Lost yeah. <laughs> and all Lost adjacent programming. It's good. It's good. So be on the lookout for all of that stuff. But with that, let us get into spoilers. Are here we go. Well, I I kind of figured we have to spoil it like right away. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. the thing to spoil. We have to spoil right away. This is a crime film. Yeah, like, there the, is a crime. There's a murder. <laughs> they right. this, get away with why, murder. Which is why I classified it as a thriller in my mind. It's uh, to me a thriller is a movie where somebody is murdered, and like <laughs> you live under fear of the murder. It's not like a mystery film where somebody died at the beginning and then you figure it out. <laughs> yeah, it, it's yeah, it's it's. It's hard to classify, especially without spoiling it. Like if, mm. if you were to start being like, this is a crime film. It's a, it's a Western movie that's a crime film. Then from the get go, like it already colors your expectations of like, oh, this guy's an asshole. Like, I, 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 I wonder if they're going to murder him. Uh, and, right. and, and then by by the end of the film, yeah, like that, that's what happens. Benedict Cumberbatch gets murdered. Uh, I spent like half the movie, like I think as soon as uh, uh, the boy, what's his name? Pete, like yeah. as soon as Pete comes to stay on the ranch and we learn that he is studying to become a doctor. 
I mean, I think he's still mm-hmm. in the equivalent of high school, but like that's what he would like to do in his future. And he's got all these medical books. I'm like, oh, he's going to medically kill this man who's abusing him. Like he's not just going to shoot him or something. He's going to do something doctorly to get his way out of this problem. God, see, I, that didn't even cross my mind. So, so here's the thing. So, like, uh, the start of this film, yes, starts out like a, a western. You you think like that that that's really mm. really what it's going to be. Then they get to that inn, and God, he's just such an asshole. Like this, I mean, this entire film. But that's really where you first start to see just how much. At just how much of a jerk he is like he's not a, he's, he's he's just mean um, mm-hmm. and and it's it's strange because later on in the film there is some like there is some gay subtext uh in there that's ha- happening that i at one point was like wait is that what this movie is like is this is this going to be like a forbidden romance between this angry benedict Cumberbatch cowboy character and this young kid who's like too young to be in a relationship with with him and 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 stuff like that and but no that's you know not it not it but there's that that's the threat there's the that's the threat that the second half of the movie lives under like there's a scene where Benedict Cumberbatch I I forget his name it's like I don't some old man named like Jerry or something uh, <laughs> what's anybody's name i don't phil. remember phil Burbank. phil and, and what's brother uh george okay what's kirsten dunst uh rose 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 Gordon. beautiful yeah. um there is a, a turning point where phil starts being nice to the boy and you wonder for a second if he's like realized even if he doesn't like the boy he needs the boy on his side um and for like one scene, you're like, maybe things are turning around. And then you're like, no, no, he, he wants to take that boy into the mountains and just like completely override him. Yeah, this isn't going to yeah. be good. Yeah, he's he's kind of seeing them butting heads. So he like he, he he's kind of like, yeah, if I can convert him to being a man right then 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 maybe we won't butt heads like maybe he'll he'll understand how he should be is kind of what he's thinking um and yeah but then like i mentioned it kind of changes to that like well there's starting to be this like gay subtext here in there he keeps t- talking about bronco whoever his name bronco, bronco john Henry. Or who, 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 who yeah Bronco Henry and it's the boy that kind of picks up on it that like yeah you like you're oddly talking about this guy a lot especially for like he was a hero to you at a young age but there's also a lot that you're not saying about him and stuff and he he, he just he p- picks up on this strangeness of like him talking about that and I think that's how he starts to be like well what really happened when you were young and then uh, Apparently, we learned that he saved his life, but to save him, they had to like they had to cuddle together to save body heat in out in the cold mm-hmm. while they were this. And he like the kid very boldly is like, 
naked like you you did did you and it's not really answered like they they kind of move on from that but it it's it, it's it's enough to be like oh okay i i i think i i understand what happened and your relationship with with him and mm-hmm. now i kind of be, be, better understand what's going on between you two here um and yeah but like in when when, when you first when when they're first at the the inn uh and benedict cumberbatch is looking at those paper flowers that the mm. kid had, had had made he's he's fingering it like he's it, it's very erotic in the way that he's fingering this and when the kid mentions that he's the one that makes it he he stops and and it like it it still reads as here's a very masculine man, man, man mm-hmm. fingering this this paper flower, which flowers are often you know used to re- yeah. represent a v- vag- vagina and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But now knowing where this ca- kind of went, it has a bit of a different meaning. Uh, yeah. Now now that we know that, but it like. To go from that to then, yeah, there's the gay subtext later on was super surprising. And then, yeah, the next scene, it's like, surprise, we're married. And I was like, (laughs) wait, what happened? Like, there was just so much whiplash in the in the the the, the scene where like it's like, yeah, now we're married because it was like, I thought you guys just met. Uh, They they do get married very quickly yeah yeah i don't maybe they've been through that in before and you know we see george go and talk to rose like hey sorry about my brother i know he's a jerk uh do you want us to pay for for dinner now do we pay in the morning when we leave the inn and they just start talking and i guess he's like he's a a a lonely adult man you know maybe he's been meaning to like start a family you know it's about time he's he has a, a wife to come live with him in, in this house that they've inherited from their parents um and i like that they call their parents the old man and the old lady <laughs> they don't call him mom and dad yep <laughs> um and she's she's been widowed oh it seems like sort of a an old-fashioned marriage of convenience like you're just like kind it's of, practical yeah. that the two of us marry each other we like each other enough it would both be helpful if we were married to somebody, so we might as well marry each other. Yeah, and that I does mean, he, work out for them. Like they've got, yeah. They're, they're, there's frustrations with her moving into that that ranch, having to deal with Phil, uh, having to deal with Phil alone when George has to like go into town for a week to do business. But the the two of them uh, seem like they are positive for each other. So I'm happy that was something that worked out in the end. Right, yeah. And it, like, it was when they got married that my mind switched to, well, is, like, is this supposed to be a romance story? Like, is 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 that what's going to be happening here? Do we, like, like, do they, like, sure, they got married, but are they really in love yet? Like, do is, is that what this is about? Mm. And then there's just this angry cowboy brother, like, is he somehow going to steal her from 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 him? What's happening here? Like, I, I just it, it was still I was just trying to figure out 
what this movie was doing. And none of it was like murder. (laughs) Right. When I read you the description off of Netflix last week, it was something like um, uh, (laughs) an angry ranch man has to deal with disliking his brother's new wife and and teenage son who move into his ranch uh, until the unthinkable happens. And I had been reading that synopsis as, okay, this guy, he's got this new sister-in-law, this new like teenage nephew who comes in to live with him. He hates them. He doesn't want to deal with them. They don't want to deal with him. And then I was thinking like the brother's going to die and he's going to have to like step up and like form this new like family unit. Like uh, I have to be here to like take care of this woman and her son now that my brother has died. Like we're going to have to learn to get along with each other. I was expecting this to be like a like the movie's hallmark shows when it's not Christmas time, <laughs> like the rest sure, yeah, of the yep. year, heartwarming hallmark movies for your grandma to watch. And it is not <laughs> remotely that at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of I mean, like looking back, it's kind of a wild ride mm-hmm. Like now that we've experienced it all. But the first like first half of this m- movie, yeah, because. Because to me, it felt so directionless. Like I was sitting there like, man, I'm like, I'm already starting to formulate my thoughts of what I'm going to talk about on the review show. Just like I'm, I'm going to have to talk for an hour about how this movie is directionless and purposeless. <laughs> and just like why? Like, God, it these, meanders. These award yeah, shows sure. where they they, they <laughs> just want movies where they're sipping around or they're, where they're sitting around drinking tea, <laughs> talking about the meaning of life. Like, God, I just I hate I hate movies like this. I, I don't like it. And then and then no, like that's not what it right. is at all. It gave you a crime, <laughs> Kyle, your favorite thing. I know. It was like, good, I got what I wanted. <laughs> I want to talk about the parts uh, towards the first half of the movie that made me laugh. Like after okay, Phil yeah. is teasing Pete for making these like beautiful paper flowers that are like in vases on the table of like the this inn where everybody comes and enjoys a meal there's a shot where you see pete like storm off upset and then you see him outside sadly hula hooping i i I did think that scene was really weird (laughs) and uh when rose moves into the ranch uh, George buys her a piano because she's got like a little piano there <clears throat> in the inn that he sees her play and he's like oh I want to foster this uh, she's got this hobby I want to really indulge her in this hobby I'm going to get her a baby grand piano I have the money I want to do this for my new wife and she's getting back into playing the piano and Benedict Cumberbatch uh, <laughs> feels teasing her about this and twice he refers derisively to the piano as a panano yep which I is catch that a banana. I had, to, I had to stop. I was laughing so hard. That's like the funniest thing I've heard in a movie in years. <laughs> it's the word banana, especially She's coming from Jane. Ca- especially coming from Jane Campion, the woman who directed the the prestigious film The Piano. <laughs> She's a lady who knows about pianos. 
No, Melissa. She knows about Pananos. <laughs> the Panano. <laughs> and just Bill's we, we entire character. Now, we, we, we need to see a spoof of the piano as the Panano. <laughs> the Panano. Phil's <laughs> entire character, where he never takes off his chaps and his spurs, he wears them inside. He will wear them into bed. He it like there's a scene where George is like, "Do you want to like take a bath inside the bathroom we have here in our in our manor, brother?" And he's like, "Nah." And we see him later just go out to the creek and like take a mud bath, just slather himself in mud and roll around. Like he's yep. so. Like, he's such a gross, indignant man. He's so specific. He refuses to do things any other way. Like, he's so outrageous. It is almost comical that it's like, yes, here comes my cowboy mud man brother stomping into our, like, nice society dinner where the governor and his wife are coming over. Here he comes, chaps and spurs. He smells like mud. Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, they, a, another kind of funny moment, uh, to, to me is, is, uh, just, just the, 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 the fact when, when Benedict Cumberbatch finds out that the kid can see the dog in the mountains. Yeah. Thing, which did, 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 did you pick up on the, the, the actual dog did 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 you see the i think as soon as they said it i could see it yeah 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 so when when he finds out that the kid can see it he's just shocked he's just like wait wait, what you can you can see it like you mean you can see it this whole time like (laughs) and like it just his reaction to that because like you think yeah again just with not knowing where this movie was going it was like well maybe they're they're gonna go out on some expedition to like find gold or something i don't know (laughs) and like something happens to the brother while they're out there like because obviously benedict cumberbatch's character can see something right he has this vision he has this Uh dream it seems like Right. And and everyone else is just like, well, I don't see it. That's just regular gosh darn mountains. I like I, I I don't know. And 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 he's just like, nah, if if you don't say it like you'll never say it. And then he meets this kid who can see it. And he's just like, mm-hmm. huh? Like, what do you mean you can see it? You're not supposed to see it. Like, I, how? I'm, <laughs> like, so, I'm supposed so to teach you. Like, he needs the satisfaction and the power of teaching the kid to see the thing. And he's really knocked (laughs) down to learn that the kid already sees it and there's nothing for him to teach the kid in that regard. Yeah, Yeah. that or or like it's it's the thing that that he feels like makes him special, right? That Mm. he he can say this and no one else can. And then, yeah, here comes this kid that he despises and is just like oh yeah i i could i've been looking at that the whole summer <laughs> he's just like mm-hmm. god damn it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's, another it's, like it's funny i know i don't know another interesting tonal moment for this movie is like the the day uh pete goes back he goes to the ranch for the first time this is where he's going to live this is where his mother has moved and he'll live here when he's not off at, at his boarding school he has caught a rabbit 
Uh, and he shows the rabbit to his mom and she's like, oh, look at this rabbit. It's so soft. And she cuddles it. Uh, and then later, one of the um, the like the maids around the house like goes and like gets some vegetables and is going to bring them up to the rabbit. Uh, and she goes up there and Pete has like vivisected the rabbit like it's science class. <laughs> like he got well, the she, rabbit she <laughs> deliberately to cut first. open and study. Yes, exactly. She's like, and she, hey, she's got in some the room like, here, the- rabbit. Ah! here, rabbit, where are you? And right. he's like <laughs> huddled over his right. desk like, don't don't come over here. He's not hungry. And she's like, why is he not hungry? <laughs> he's just like, carrot. he doesn't want the carrot. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and yeah, then, he's just <laughs> dissected the, the the whole thing. He God. takes his doctor his doctorly aspirations very seriously. Pete is so smart. I really admire that this is a movie mm-hmm. where as soon as you key into something like, oh no, Pete's in trouble, Pete also knows he's in trouble. Like he's as yep. smart as you and smarter than you. And I think for as uneasy as this movie feels in the particularly in that second half. Having a um, the the would be victim of the situation be so sharp uh, and so aware of everything, it helps it go down easier. <laughs> like you, you're you're scared for Pete, but you also trust Pete. Yeah, he's he's a good character. He's got a good head on his shoulders. Um, yeah, it, it, but like it's the like I said, the movie does a good job of. Distracting you from what is really happening, like because in in the second half of the movie, you start to see that oh his his mom is falling back into alcohol. Mm. I think that's what uh her previous husband had or or her father or something. I I I don't remember who, but yeah, I don't know. Like I know her previous husband had killed himself but i don't know under what circumstances it may also have been uh due to drink i don't know but like early in the movie she does state like oh no i never touch a drop of the stuff and then once she's there at the ranch and george just leave to go into town on business for a week and she's just there with with phil mocking her she does turn to some drinks just to try and make herself feel better and then yeah. he sees her doing that. He sees her like sneaking like bottles of stuff out, you know, around the back of the house. And he like whistles at her like he makes sure she knows that he knows she has succumbed to this to try and cope with what he is doing to her. Yeah, it's it's again, it's an asshole move by by him. But she she falls deeper and deeper into her yeah, very yeah. quickly or or in, in the span of the movie, it happens very quickly. And I think that was almost a good distra- distraction or because that's happening at the same time that Benedict Cumberbatch's character is starting to be nice to the mm. boy and the boy at first is scared he's not sure mm. what's happening but like we said he's smart he 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 picks up on this stuff very fast but the whole thing about Kirsten Dunst drinking so much to the point where she collapses uh mm. Right is is a, a huge red herring, big distraction from everything else. Uh, and so 
I was like, well, maybe this is the, the, the thing. Like, maybe she survives, but in, like, in going to get her help or something, like, maybe something happens to the brother and, like, I don't know. Like, I was more focused on that of, like, how is this now going to create mm-hmm. problems for all of the stuff? Like, the the, the kid is is so small he's so scrawny like there's a he's, scene he's where tall, he's trying on clothes. He is, oh, he's tall he's yeah. in he's incredibly thin he's and i think they tailor his clothes in a way to make it look like they've never seen a tailor like whoever did the costuming purposely made this kid look as lanky and awkward every everything he wears yep. is like too big for him he's like a literal bean pole yeah and so because of that uh, yeah. and because of him, like for a short t- time in the film, being off at a boarding school, I kind of wrote him off the entire entire <laughs> Too film. skinny, I was just like, won't survive the film. <laughs> yeah, right. Too skinny. Don't need to pay attention. Uh, no. Uh, but uh, like, I just w- w- was like, all right. Yeah, like he's he's a side character but mm-hmm. he's not like he's not one of the main ones he's not really gonna have an impact on this film at the end of the day it's about the brothers and this new wife mm. and how they're trying to be a family right so yeah the kid will be involved but uh, you know he's not he's not gonna be like all right well here's my decision on what i think right like so, yeah, I just wrote him off, didn't really pay att- att- attention to him as much as I was like, OK, the 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 wife's drinking problem. How is this going to affect that? What's going to happen here? Like, I-, I was trying to think about that stuff. Um, and yeah, then like you, you see the kid just being his doctorly self dissecting things picking up flowers and studying them and drawing them all this stuff and then there's a one scene where i thought was kind of strange but not strange enough to really like pick up on it Uh but it's when he goes and uh he he looks at one of the cattle that had died and was left behind i having seen him dissect the rabbit, knowing he wants to be a doctor, I just assumed this was his exactly. chance to study a cow, but not kill off of one that the ranch actually needed. Yeah, there. or not like get involved with the ranch hands who are butchering a cow, like these men who. Right. Yeah, the, the other ranch hands certainly aren't as bad as Phil, but I can imagine Pete being fearful of them, like. Oh, everybody here, every manly man here will tease me if I try and get into their business, you know, with my little science journal. Yeah. And man, there's that scene. He's like trying to go down the hill and it's real steep and the horse is slipping. And I was like, this is it. This is the moment. Something bad is going to happen to him. Everyone will have to go out there and try and rescue them. That's when the the brother dies. And then Benedict Cumberbatch is going to have to take care of the wife and kids. And he's, you know, know, that's that's it. I solved it. Nope. (laughs) 
Nope, not what no. happened. The the yeah. kid survives, and uh, yeah, we we learn that he ended up taking the hide off of the cow. I like I saw him. He had on gloves when he was doing it, so I knew like something was up, but I still didn't think murder, right? And I was like, I, I didn't put together that this particular cow had died of anthrax, and that's why, like, he has on all the gloves and, and stuff like that, and he's taking the high to then uh, make this rope at like god it's it's just it's so perfect the, the murder is so perfectly planned like he's he sees an opportunity and just well like you said smart as a whip is, is like mm. i have an idea like, yeah and this idea would work like holy shit if i go get hide from a cow and they don't know that i did this but that cow died of anthrax that hide will be infected with the anthrax. So when Benedict Cumberbatch, who is making me this rope, happens to run out of all these hides, I can give him the hide that I have. And he'll be using that and he'll be dealing with all this anthrax without knowing it. And he'll die of anthrax poisoning. Mm -hmm. And no one will suspect me. Right, exactly. I'm just a young kid. I'm not a cowboy. I don't know this stuff. The only one that knew that I was the one that got the hide was the guy that's dead. Yeah. Like, so it perfectly planned. And like once once like the the scene changes and this is like when I figured it out was at the end of the movie, like an hour and 55 minutes in the scene changes uh, and you see Benedict Cumberbatch dead and he's in he's in the c- c- coffin, all that stuff. And the people are t- are talking of 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 of, of like he's been doing this all his life. He would never handle a hide that had anthrax on it. And immediately when they said that, I was like, oh, shit, the kid murdered him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I was like, that's wild. How like how did I not pick up on this? That this is what was going to happen. Oh, my God. Like, I, 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 I was just like, the rug has been pulled out from under <laughs> me. I love this. This is great. I, yeah. Wonderful stuff. I'm happy that it worked on you. I I knew, I think, from like an hour in, like, Pete's going to murder Phil. Like, it's just a matter of how and when. <laughs> yeah. But I think he's going to do it. And I, I think I knew, the, like, at the end of the movie, there's a scene with the two of them alone in the barn while Phil is, like, finishing braiding that rope. Uh, mm-hmm. and, then, and then I think there's a cut and you see, it's like the next morning and you see Phil, like, stumbling around like clearly something has happened to him and they're like yes the boys poisoned him but i couldn't figure out the exact method of poison because like I'm, i don't i don't know what anthrax is i didn't understand that i i knew i it only is, know anthrax I it was, from the like 
post 9-11. Right, like, exactly. Security. That's a lot. It's like weird white powder that you find in an envelope. Like I didn't know it could get on a cow. I don't, I Cows didn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> like I just, as a modern suburbanite who's like maybe petted a cow at a petting zoo before, I didn't like logistically understand that, but that's only due to my personal yeah, background right. knowledge of my life and not anything that I think of the film has mishandled. If you were if you were a ranch hand, I bet you would have known much more quickly exactly what was happening. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I don't know. But and it, it's, it, it it worked on me. The distractions worked. I I yeah, but I like at the same time, I'm mad. I'm mad that I did not pick up on this. <laughs> like just like God, like clue me in, please. Like I just I ah I'm like upset that I did not figure it out. <laughs> What's funny is that Phil could have picked up on it too. Everything Pete uses to kill Phil is something Phil handed him. He's like yeah, we, you know, we would take the cows up in those mountains and oh, if a cow like falls from anthrax, I make sure to never touch it out of safety. And here I am braiding you the symbolic rope and I'm going to make it out of hides. And whoop, your mom sold all of the, the hides to a local tradesman and now I don't have anything left. And then Pete's like, I do have one hide set aside for you, Phil, that you haven't seen before that you could use. And Phil's just like, Okay, okay, great. <laughs> like, like he's so caught up in his I, I, I in think... his plan that he doesn't realize like no, Phil, this is your downfall. This is a trap. Yeah, I I think part of it is also I mean, he's been wanting to teach the kid. Mm. Right? So one part of it might be him being like, well, somehow the kid like skinned one himself and like hey he's actually learning like he's yeah, like yeah something i taught him it, you know <laughs> that or it could be that for some like he knows the kid is odd like maybe the kid wanted it to draw it for one of his journals or his science so like uh -huh. maybe it was one that he had before and like stole and like kept and and like his mom didn't sell all of them but there's just one left like i i feel like there's enough in there for benedict cumberbatch to not pick up on it uh especially with the way he views the kid of just like mm. ah, like you're like you're you're not a man you're not smart you don't know how to survive like all all of that stuff but the kid like we said actually is smart like he's he's Real keen, he like he, he picks up on all of this stuff and is smarter than he lets on. Um, so at the end, he, murder got he, away with yeah, murder. Everything is falling right into his plans of what he wants to do, which is to replicate the situation he had with Bronco Henry, <clears throat> where he wants another younger man to teach the ways of manly manhood out in the west where there's no 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 buddy out you but you and this other man and the night sky like that's what he wants Indeed, to do and everything's yeah. playing right into that and he doesn't question it he doesn't question that the kid like saw what you were doing does not want to be a part of this doesn't want you to keep mocking his mom and is like i'm taking this man out we're not living like this absolutely yeah yeah mm -hmm. it, that, that was wild 
There's um, so many things that this movie is playing with. We've got this drama, murder, thriller aspect. We've got the beautiful Western setting. We have the little bits at the beginning that are so heightened that they're almost funny. And then we've got yep. the eroticism of the whole thing. Like the, ah. as we've heard periodically that um, the brothers will mention Bronco Henry, who is like this older rancher who like showed them the ropes, trained them. Uh, really, like that's their entire legacy. Like they inherited stuff from their parents, but they learned from Bronco Henry. And Phil in particular keeps mentioning him like they are, you know, all toasting uh, after dinner at the end. And he's like to Bronco Henry, a man who's already died. Like he, this man lives yep. so actively in his mind. And then as soon as I saw that he has like a shrine to Bronco Henry in the barn, I'm like, oh, he was literally in love with this man. They were lovers. Yep. That's the narrative here. And the saddle. The saddle, like the second he puts his hand on it, is like the most erotically charged object in the film. Just him, yeah. like not even sitting over, on it, not, straddling not it, and then the like I, I don't even know what you call it, but the real like phallic like hump yeah. thing that he's just kind of that, yeah, that thing. Yeah. And it's all uh, like contextual, like nothing he's doing on the saddle is overtly, actively like sexual maneuvers like he's not doing anything that the vice principal would tell you to stop doing if you were at a high school dance floor right right, right. Yeah. he's not doing any bumping and grinding close dancing with the saddle but he is like you're right he's straddling it when he takes a lot of care in cleaning it and just the way it's filmed when he like strokes his hands across the saddle like you mm -hmm. understand who this man was and what he meant to him and like one of the reasons why he's who he is like he's I, I don't like it, it helps illustrate some of the background of why he is such a curmudgeon. It is a little tragic. You do feel a little sorry for him. Like, oh, there's an end. Now the, this man who was your lover died. You don't have an outlet for that part of your life anymore. Maybe you've never found right. another man who you felt like you could be open and honest with, with yourself like Bronco Henry. And we, the scenes where he goes out into his <laughs> masturbation meadow and he's in the secret glen like that he his keeps man in cave the woods. Out in the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he pulls like Bronco Henry's embroidered like silk handkerchief like out of his pants and like rubs it over his body. It's beautifully shot, beautifully performed, like erotically charged yeah. and so sad. Like it's, it's, it's so beautiful and tragic, all these scenes. Yeah, yeah I mean, and like, like, like he's it's a, strange because in in that scene he's not even or at, at least of what we see in in it. Yeah, it is very mm -hmm. erotic as he's like rubbing it on his skin and stuff like that. Yeah, but he also like you you see him stick it down into his pants, but he also like you never see any kind of like masturbating motion once it's right. down in for there. so long you, you understand he it. minutes it's like rubbing stuff in other non-sexual but totally sexual ways right but when it's down in his pants you like you don't see him like jacking yeah, it off yes. or anything like that it's just in there it's just down there he's just feeling how soft it is yeah i guess i don't know it like it, it, it's it's strange that uh like that is what it's very feminine is is like is what he's doing it's 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 a much 
more intimate and softer mm-hmm. yeah. erotic session. I, do, I, yes. I don't know what to call that. No, no, uh, I understand what you're talking is, about, like, and how it looks yeah. like the burlesque activities, you know, like, right. like yes. draping yourself with a, a silk scarf. And yeah, I get it. Yeah. It's it's a really interesting contrast to the character who is like, I bathe in mud. I wear my spurs everywhere. I need to teach this kid to be a man. I herd yeah. cattle all over the mountains over there. And I play the pinano and, you, you, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then and then, yeah, like he has alone time. He has some me time. And it's just like yeah. one of, if not the most feminine and erotic things Mm -hmm. in the film um it's interesting yeah i've never seen a movie before that had such a tactility to it the sense that this movie is more keenly attuned to to anything else is the sense of touch which is unusual for a film like the i the visuals are beautiful in this movie it's got the excellent music you know like there's other senses you could key into but touch i've never like watched a movie and felt like i could feel silk before yeah that yeah that now that i think a bit about it this film definitely has a theme of touch and Mm -hmm. just physically putting your hands on something to feel the texture like right we have the the, the, the flower at the start we have him making the rope we have that yeah. scarf we have uh, j- j- just the idea of the the instruments right you need to touch those to make them work like all of that stuff yeah uh, when the br- brother starts the relationship with his soon-to-be wife it starts with him touching her like trying to mm-hmm. comfort her by a, yeah. a, a hand on 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 the shoulder like it's it's all that stuff it's it's all just like how to t- yeah that that's in- interesting now that you mention it i did, 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 didn't think about uh, about that huh. yeah. <laughs> stylistically well, i really dig this movie i think it and uh, it does take such unexpected twists and turns where you don't know what is the ultimate journey of Phil. How are we supposed to feel about Phil? Of course, he's he's a jerk and we don't like him, but we learn about this, the backstory where he had this, this lover who he lost and you start to feel sorry for him. And you wonder if that's, uh, if he's going to learn to deal, like overcome that and, and that will help him heal and help him be a kinder person. And um, Pete like stumbles in on him having one of these sessions you know out in the pond in in the meadow just because i think he's wandering around and he sees the like a little door like little hidden passageway that phil had set up to get to like his meadow where nobody else would go like pete's just wandering around exploring the grounds and he just wanders back there and like sees phil sort of bathing in the lake and then phil like screams at him to leave uh, and then the next scene is when he's like trying to be nicer to to Pete. And you wonder if he's like, I can't let the boy tell anybody else what I was doing out there. Like the boy barely saw anything, but maybe he'll put it together. Like, I can't let this. I'm just embarrassed. Like, I, mean, I have to yeah. keep this boy quiet. So if I get him on my side, if I treat him a little bit more nicely, you know, maybe he'll help me keep this secret for like a scene. The movie lets you think that m- might be what's happening until you're like. In, no, in his... you want to like put this on the boy. You want the 
boy to be the new you to your own Bronco Henry. And then it becomes yeah. very unsettling. Like in in his own weird way, it's kind of like, well, the kid found my like secret place. Right. Yeah. Uh, he, he if he did that, he probably saw the magazines that I had back there, yeah. the, like men's fitness uh-huh. magazines back there. Uh, so but the like when Benedict Cumberbatch t- turned around to see him, the kid wasn't just like standing there staring at at him or, yeah. or stuff like that. The kid was just tr- trying to like continue on down the path right. like, wasn't g- gonna say a thing so on on one hand it seems unclear what he found to be- mm. be- be- benedict's per- perspective but at the same time it's like well if he didn't say anything what is that like n- like this is something that maybe normally someone would comment on back in what like 1925 like that'd be a big yeah like that that'd be like blackmail material mm-hmm. back back then the kid didn't say anything interesting so i like i wonder if that was the thing that like clued him in on like i wonder if the kid is also gay and it, which is something that I the movie connect with him never on that yeah which is something that the movie never quite answers is what is Pete's actual sexuality. We see him looking at those those n- nude male magazines, and he's just sort of like, "Hmm, interesting." <laughs> we yeah. don't get a clear read on, and like, do you know, as much as he's called like a sissy boy and teased, we he's very. You can tell it upsets him, but he never like fights back against it. He never really defends himself. Like it's it's unclear. Uh, his thoughts on this thing if he's like N- I, I right. am me and I like me or like no don't call me a sissy I don't need to be that his own private life is a mystery <laughs> yeah at the end of the film yeah. you kind of realize you don't you, you, you don't know much about him but it, mm. and, and enough that he is smart enough to murder this guy and get away right. with it like yeah don't take me into the mountains and try and like Groom me into your new companion and, and stop yelling at my mom. I'd rather you just be dead. Yeah. <laughs> and they lived happily ever after. Maybe. Like, that is how the movie ends. Like, everyone's like, gee, it's kind of sad about Phil. How weird. But I don't, it's not, it doesn't seem to be a tremendous tragedy that Phil has died. Yeah, it is the Wild West back then. Stuff like that, I'm sure, happened all the time and was just like, well, life moves on, mm. I guess. That sucks, but oh well. You know, oh, there you go. There you go. Good movie, though. I So I do have yeah. to say one more thing. Uh, uh. In, in my confusion at the start of the f- f- film, another stylistic thing that I thought for like maybe one scene it was g- 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 going to go down in this direction. It's when they get in. It's when, when they're in the town with the inn and he gets yeah. to the like hotel or I, I mean, I guess he's in the inn, but he's just upstairs. Um, he it, he goes upstairs and there's no one really up there. And it's just him in the dark. And it's like it's almost scary. And, and yeah. then like he thinks he hears something in one of the other rooms, which I guess was maybe his 
brother and the wife and they just didn't want to say anything and and stuff like that but he hears something and he's like poking his head out the door being like who like who who's in here like what's what's going on like that was almost scary and so mm-hmm. like that was like is this gonna be like a scarier movie and they just didn't tell me like is is there some like rabid dog in here that's like haunting this town or so, like <laughs> is it actually a wolf what's going on like <laughs> haunted just, rabid I, both haunted and rabid and rabid both. yep who knows <laughs> two for one special i i but like yeah they just nope the next day and like it mm clears back up it goes back to normal that's when we find out the brother and uh are getting married and it's like oh okay so what he probably heard was them in the room not wanting to say mm-hmm. anything uh and then and yeah there is the like that next scene that next night where like he's in his room and he can just hear them having sex and he's just like god i hate this <laughs> <laughs> one more thing i want to say about how this movie is Western in setting, but not necessarily in genre. I was thinking about how it's such a common trope of, well, thinking about a Western, it's like a bad man rolls into town, but uh, and like the townsman has to defend the town. Uh, but sometimes there are movies of like a, we have a hero who travels and travels into a mm-hmm. new town and gets to the new town. Like, gee, everyone's sure skittish around here. And somebody's like, we've got a bad sheriff we don't like him and the hero's like ah i will take down the bad sheriff i will clean up this town yeah and this is a movie where uh the hero the hero being pete has to go to a place where where there is a bad sheriff in town it is that variety of a western i suppose i travel in and it's like i am cleaning up this place there's not gonna be like a gunfight at high noon uh, I'm just going to quietly poison him. God, I would have loved to see him in in like a a, a little vest with the sheriff star after that. Be like, yeah. I've cleaned up this town. Like, it the wasn't sheriff big of enough this for me. One and, ranch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I'm in charge here now. <laughs> that would have mm. been funny as he's sitting there hula hooping. <laughs> I'm the sheriff now. <laughs> Now we can see him happily hula hoop, a contrast to the sad hula hooping at the beginning of the movie. God, that was, that was such a weird scene. And there's like the person walking up who just doesn't say anything yeah, in the background. I, it's just like, what's going on here? It's also funny because you're like, I don't remember when the hula hoop was invented. Like, I think of that, I think of the 1950s. I don't know how old hula hoop is. And I don't know what inventions made their way out to Montana in the 1920s. So I didn't even know a hula hoop was an option. I was surprised to see it at all. It's per 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 probably those one of them newfangled hula hoops. <laughs> that and the panano. Panano. <laughs> it's the funniest word. God, good stuff. I yeah, I I I ended up enjoying this one. I'm glad you ended up enjoying it. I it's an unsettling time. I don't know how quickly I'd want to watch it again, but this is a a very impressive film. I I do Mm -hmm. recommend it to other people to check out at least once. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Do you want to move on to recommendations or bingo? 
yeah, yeah, we, we can do bingo as well. We traditionally do bingo first, bingo first. don't we? I, 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 yeah, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't matter. We can do either one. Okay, let's see. I am going to switch us over to bingo. All right, so I think I have it figured out from last week when I couldn't mark anything. Uh -huh. So we actually have some catching up to do here. Um, okay. So we need to do our ones from the Matrix first, and we, we should mark I've all got, of those. I've got the, all those marked on my personal copy. Okay, can, can you let me know which ones those are? I got Wilhelm Scream, Fight okay. in the Rain, Breaks okay. into Dance. And all in that top row. Yeah. Uh, okay. Villain Monologue. A uh, villain monologue. There it is. Okay. An actor from Lost. Actor from Lost. Yep, yep, yep. A mocap character. Cap character. There we go. Identity crisis and guy in the chair. Identity crisis. Where is identity crisis? I see guy in the chair. Let me mark that one. And then... Oh, here it is. Existential or identity crisis. I have it marked right there. Okay, you got a number of them. I, there you go. That's what we get for watching four movies. Right? There we I'm go. I'm going to be able okay. to get a couple uh, out, of, out of this movie, too. Yeah. Um, so we have an actor from Lost. Uh, we have Guy in the Chair. Uh, we have mocap character. Um, don't remember if there's power outage. Mm -mm -mm -mm. I don't see any of that. Vino. Um, did did you not did you not have? How did we feel about training montage? Oh, oh, right. In, um, uh, in Matrix. Huh. I mean, it, it's like, it's kind of a cheating for a training montage. Where right. They just it, it happens entirely within in. his he's, head. He's just like, yeah, he's like, I know Kung Fu. Because it, it's more so that they test it, right? It's like, okay, now that you know it, show mm -hmm. me. So I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I, I get that it. one for this. Yeah. I, it's I the beginning it, of the yeah. year. Yeah. Um, okay, let's see. Do, do, do character connects to computers. We, we could argue that one, but that's not what I was thinking for, for character who connects to computers. Um, yeah. Let's see. Oh, we do have a... I want to know if you, if you have this one and you didn't... Put it on there. Uh, you you don't have it. Good. The we're not so different, you and I. <laughs> between Smith and yeah, uh, yeah, Neo, we have that. Um. Okay. Um. Butler, no, I didn't buy flowers. Number as a clue. No, pop idol poison. No. Uh, we'll get oh, he... poison in a sec here, but, uh... Yes! 
Poison! Then releasing an animal into the wild. No character gets hit through a building. Kind of. I, I, I think I'll skip that one. Um, I think that is it for Matrix stuff that I got. So you got more than me on Matrix. Oh. But uh, here we go. So for Bingo, for the power of the dog, yes, I definitely got poison. Yeah. That one's on there. Poison. Um, let's see anything. So what I got, in addition to poison, I was able to knock off both uncomfortable dinner party and yep. crashing a fancy party when George was like, Phil, if you're mm. not going to take a bath, don't come to dinner. And then Phil just wanders in anyway, all chaps and spurs and mud. Like, hey, I'm yeah. here. So there's I get both of those dinner party and you got, let's see, crashing. Where is crashing? There it is. Crashing mm -hmm. a fancy party. D uh, we might have had. I, almost have I, that I don't. Too. Yeah, we I don't specifically remember this, but we might have had a good golden hour scene in this movie. Do you recall specifically? Um. Not one that stood out as like, oh, this is golden hour. Like the whole movie is so beautiful and so rustic and warm. Yeah. And it's all those like browns and yellows and yeah. gold. Like it's it, the whole thing is kind of in that. I, I there wasn't a scene that stood out to me as that. Yeah, I'll keep that one. I'm also I, I won't cross that one off. I'm also not going to cross off. I know there's nudity here, but I can't see it. We do get very close to seeing Benedict so, Cumberbatch's dong in one scene, but you 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 you, you see it flop in in you, the one scene. He, he he rubs down and rubs up, and when right. he rubs up, it's like hello in scene and off. Yep. Yeah, it's vaguely there. the The spirit of that bingo square I put on for scenes of. Scenes where the movie is like sh a movie or show is showing off how well they have masked a nudity. Right, right. Which <laughs> not in through through the one. use of props or camera angles or what, where it's like, look how many different shots we can give you where you feel like you're supposed to see something. But no, you haven't. Look how clever we are in hiding this. You don't get to see Justin throw his dick. So like this right. doesn't quite fit that description. I agree, agree. I agree. Um, I think. I think that might be it. I mean, well, I, I, I how do you feel about adult who just doesn't understand? No. I feel like that is Benedict Cumberbatch's character summed up, especially with no. the kid. No, because I feel like he no. understands. He just doesn't like it. I feel like okay, adult doesn't fair. understand is more of like a like an exasperation. Like, I wish I could connect with you. It, that's for like full Mitchells versus the machines. OK, <laughs> like okay, I don't understand my child. I love that they have a hobby, but I don't get what the hobby is. Okay. Uh, 
Well, there we go. I think that's about it then. Yeah. That's about it then. Okay. There we go. Well, let's save that. Hey, we made it work. Figured out how we could do the bingo and things are all in different colors. So, Melissa, your nice. square is all in yellow. Mine's in red. Um, okay. All of that stuff and our cameras are above the scope the square awesome. that we are on so there there you go that's how you guys can tell on the video version if you guys are watching that one you guys should be it's on youtube um mm -hmm. yeah that's bingo so now we can get into recommendations melissa mm -hmm. people liked this what else might they like ah uh, this is a a genre space i don't play in often but for similar movies of the stark west and of senses of dread for characters and their ill dealings i would recommend no country for old men and there will be blood and there you go those are some good ones mm -hmm. some both good movies ones. that are similarly very tense but have these moments of i, I recall them having moments of like some absurdity to them like i didn't know that the whole i drink your milkshake scene which is a preposterous statement to yell anyway that milkshakes even uh, enter milkshake into old man uh oil dealings like that entire scene happens in his uh, a bowling alley a private in residence bowling alley <laughs> the fact that that's the setting for this infamous scene i've heard about for 10 years really took me by surprise and this movie reminded me of a movie that I have not seen. Uh, I, I watched like selections from this movie in a film class in college, and I've been meaning to get around to watch the whole thing because it is, I believe, so legendarily heralded as just a beautifully shot movie, like a true star of cinematography. And that is The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. Mm. Yes. On my list. I, I want to watch it. I may get to it I, this year watched it a long time ago i don't remember a thing about it well he gets assassinated by that coward you know one he thing sure does. i remember the title <laughs> man um okay recommendations so yeah i mean you can go with more classic westerns like the the ones that melissa had pitched Last week, Tombstone, stuff like that, all those old Clint Eastwood movies, stuff like that. But it's also kind of a different, like, the, like sure, it's a Western, mm -hmm. but those are different than this. I think this is pretty unique, actually. <laughs> actually. Um, so I, I, I would put on, the, on there also some, like, old samurai movies like some Akira Kurosawa stuff of I mean uh, especially uh like Seven Samurai was the influence for the Magnificent Seven it's just the same story but instead of samurai it's cowboys um and yeah like I I, I feel like there's a lot of similarities between samurai movies and western movies you might have a wandering swordsman or a wandering cowboy or gunman or outlaw or something like that and they come to a new town and the town needs their help or st stuff like that um 
So yeah, go 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 ch check out some Akira Kurosawa films, some samurai stuff. I I know recently I watched Rashomon. Uh, I watched Yojimbo. Uh, mm. <laughs> uh, these were on HBO Max, and so I was just like, you know what? Why not? I'm I'm, I'm go for it. Put something on, yeah, um, yeah. It very interesting. Can be. A, a bit slow in how they tell their stories but at the same time are good stories uh and it is 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 yeah just in an in interesting watch if you have not dived into his filmography stuff like that seven's his samurai is actually real good like that 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 maybe is still fantastic it's good nice so, yeah good stuff there but yeah, that's kind of it for recommendations for me. I'm not super familiar with yeah. the Western. We genre. shall learn. Yeah. So there you go. But Melissa, that brings us to pitches for this next week. For this next week. Uh, so I have a graphic novel, a movie, uh -huh. and a TV show mini series that's only four episodes. So okay. it's all super short, short stuff. So I'll start nice. with the graphic novel. Um, the graphic novel is one that I've had in my comicsology. Like, I want to read this eventually for a long, long time. Uh, it's called Dark Knight, a true Batman story. Uh -huh. This is written by Paul Dini. Uh, and this is a Batman story like no other. It is the harrowing and eloquent autobiographical tale of writer Paul Dini's courageous struggle to overcome a desperate situation. The caped crusader has been the all-abiding icon of justice and authority for generations, but in this surprising original graphic novel, we see Batman in a new light as the savior who helps a discouraged man recover from a brutal attack that left him unable to face the world. In the 1990s, legendary writer Paul Dini had a flourishing career writing the hugely popular Batman the Animated Series and Tiny Toon Adventures. But walking home one night, he was jumped and viciously beaten within an inch of his life. His recovery process was arduous, uh, hampered by the imagined antics of the villains he was writing for television, including the Joker, Harley C Cohen, who he is the co-creator of, uh, yeah. and the Penguin. But despite how bleak his circumstances were, or perhaps because of it, Dini always imagined the Batman at his side, shoving uh, him along during his darkest moments. That is Dark Knight, a true Batman story. Uh, and that is available on comics. I thought it was on Comixology Unlimited. Actually, now that I'm looking on it, I don't know if it is. <laughs> um, it used to be just a bit ago. I can double check on my phone because I have that here. Donde esta el Dark Knight? 
Oh yeah, it, it looks like you can download it. I'm downloading it on my phone right now. So there you go. Um, yeah, that is available on Comixology Unlimited. That is pitch number one. Pitch number two is the mini series I was talking about. This is okay. uh, available on HBO Max entitled Landscapers. I, I, I saw advertisements for this, didn't really know what it was. The title didn't really catch me. I heard someone recommend it on a podcast I was listening to, um, and they were like, this is really good. It's bananas. Uh, just how r ridiculous uh, this thing gets here. It's a four issue true crime mini series. <laughs> four, four issues. Series. Four, four, four issues of television. Yep. You know, uh, it's a black comedy drama uh, written by Ed Sinclair and directed by Will Sharp revolving around the true story of the 1998 murders of Nottinghamshire residents William and Patricia uh, Weisherly. I think that's how you say their name. Uh, it is the, yeah, the, the story of mild-mannered Susan and her husband and how they came to kill Susan's parents and bury them in the back garden of their Mansfield home uh in a crime that remain undiscovered for a decade huh. uh, i watched the trailer for this last night this looks fascinating this looks interesting uh, it is it's not a documentary like it, it like it's actors portraying these yes <laughs> characters and, and stuff like that but it seems like it's filmed in 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 just such a unique creative way, I, I I don't know if that was just the tr the trailer making it seem like that, but I am now fascinated by what this potentially c c could be. Um, mm -hmm. So l l landscapers on HBO Max, only four episodes. That's pitch number two, and last but not least. Uh, I wanted to go with the 2012 film Hitchcock. Uh, oh. this is a biographical. Oh. oh, I oh you said it, and then I thought of Hancock. What, what's Hancock, Hitchcock no. about? Alfred Hitchcock, not about it a sure Will Smith superhero. <laughs> it is about Alfred Hitchcock. It is the I've done 2012. <laughs> American biographical <laughs> uh, romantic drama film uh, based on the 1990 nonfiction book Alfred Hitchcock and the Making of Psycho. Uh, it tells the story of uh, the relationship between Alfred Hitchcock and his wife Alma Reville during the filming of Psycho in 1959. Um, Blah, blah 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 blah. Okay, that's all that stuff. Yeah. So this this t t t t tells about how, like his struggle to get Psycho made and into theaters and stuff. Uh, it stars Anthony Hopkins, stars Helen Mirren and Scarlett Johansson uh, mm. in in this among other people. Uh, looks like Tony Collette, Jessica Biel. James Darcy looks like it's a star-studded cast. Uh, I just with 
landscapers on the list, I was like, you know what? Let's let's put more and and I guess with Dark Knight, like let's put more like based on tr- true stories. Uh, sure. Stuff yeah, here. that's an interesting so, angle. Yeah. So that's pitch number three, Hitchcock, uh, which is also on HBO Max. But I should say uh, now would be the perfect time to watch this one, because if I'm not mistaken, it is being taken off HBO Max at the end of the month. So I gotta say, I I turn to HBO Max a lot when I'm just looking for something to watch, because I think they've got the cleanest visual layout of any streaming service. And they put their leaving soon section very easy to find i have to like hunt for it on other platforms so when i just have a spare movie night first place i go is hbo max what's leaving at the end of the month that's how i curate things for me it's just things i won't be able to watch soon Um, priorities right yeah right yeah Uh, it's not what i want to watch it's what will i be unable to watch without paying for in a couple weeks Yep. Uh, it's landscapers, Kyle. <laughs> it's okay. got to be landscapers. Landscapers. Yeah. I man. I I watched the trailer for this last night and was just like, "Oh, this looks awesome. This looks cool." Uh, yeah. I I I just like it's so hard to describe. It's, it seems like they're filming things in such a creative way. It almost looks theatrical. Uh, in the way they do some of this stuff where they're like one of them is in the interrogation room and uh, you know how they have the like double sided yeah stuff that they're not like the the characters can't see in but they can you know know, all that stuff yeah but it looks like in the trailer they were doing something where like the light would go off in the room there and it just looks like a mirror or then the light would come on and you would see the characters behind the mirror and they would talk and say something just like it, it looked like it had this really creative way of filming and shooting it so i'm excited to dive into landscapers i haven't even i don't think i've seen a trailer but i was aware of the premise of the show and it stars uh, if i'm correct olivia coleman and david thewlis uh yes both are both of our actors i enjoy just if it's just those two and murder mystery that's all you need to tell me yeah but I Good love, stuff. I love when film or TV looks like a stage production. That's, I'm always excited for that. I'm excited yeah. watching and, this and week. That's not to say that it looks bad or it looks like, oh, it's, it's all just filmed on a stage. Like, it looks fantastic. Uh, but it, yeah, it just looks like they're doing some really different with the way they mm. film this. So, yeah. Interesting stuff. I'm excited. Landscapers on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Four episodes, four four issues, <laughs> four issues of TV. Yeah, indeed, good stuff. Well, that's what we will be up to next week. Keep in mind, the week after that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. is our end of the month special on Knights of Sidonia, uh, the manga, um, which you guys can get on Comicsology Unlimited. Uh, we're going to be covering. Uh, eventually, we will be covering all twelve uh volumes i don't think we've decided yet if we're gonna do the first four volumes for this month or the first six 
I'd like to go for the first six because I'm first starting six? to become worried okay. that if I stretch it out longer, I run the risk of forgetting we'll more details. Gotcha. It's it's like less okay. effort for me to read an extra two volumes a month and be able to remember it better than read only four volumes a month. And then I have to go to Wikipedia like, what was that guy's name? What was happening? Yeah, that, that yeah, I, I, I think six volumes will work out perfectly that means we can yeah. do it at the end of this month and then at the end of february and yeah because um, we when we read a manga week to week we usually do four volumes like three maybe four volumes uh mm-hmm. so yeah to do six is just a little bit more uh and then we can finish up the second half next month so keep that in mind next week landscapers it'll be good It'll be good. Mm-hmm. Melissa, where can the people find you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, show where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kids shows you feel like only you remember. Go. You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. And if you guys will want to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at the whatnots, we are at the whatnots on Twitter. So go like share some and subscribe. That would help us out a ton. Uh, again, another plug for our TikTok. Uh, we are on TikTok <laughs> now. So go check it out. Uh, go follow us at the whatnots on TikTok as well. Uh, but yeah, I believe that about wraps us up for this week. This is number 189. Of the Whatnots review show, we're going to have to start planning what we were going to do for Ooh, our yeah. 200th. Coming up in like a month and a half-ish. So, Oh, man. I, I, I think it will. So we, we do what? Like four episodes? So I, I guess in two months? Two, almost three months? Whatever. We'll figure oh, it'll it out. Be fir- it's coming up soon. First weekend of March. Heck. Cool. There we go. Exciting stuff. Yeah, so we'll mm-hmm. have to decide what we want to do for that coming up soon. Uh, but that's it. We will see you all next time. Bye, guys. Bye.